lady ballers. Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Are you still in New Jersey right now? Yeah, I'm just in my apartment. It's just been crazy. We just got back last night from the quarterfinals, and then we're just trying to pack up and get all of our exit meetings done and get home hopefully soon. Yeah, congrats on a great season. It was so much fun to watch you guys. Alana went last week um, for your home game. She said it was amazing. Yeah, it's been great. I think we had such a great turnout this whole season, and um, our team did great, and hopefully we just keep building on that. So it's awesome. Do you like getting to play in Red Bull Arena as opposed to the other? Rockers? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think it's one of my favorite stadiums to play at, so it's great. I was saying when I went there, I'm like, this is what it's supposed to feel like, being in a big mm-hmm. not on a college field, whatever you want to call that old field, because we went to a few games there too, but this was really awesome to see you guys playing in that uh, sort of a venue, and it makes it, it, makes it just a, a cooler experience going to, to a game and hopefully more. Young kids will want to go to ones next year too. Next yes, season. I hope so. What was it like playing with Carly in her last season? Like, is there anything like any takeaways you learned from her along the way? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I like was telling her the other day, um, like before she came to our team, that we had this like certain idea of how she was going to be because what we read about her, and um, I think just kind of getting to know her these past two years has been like really special, especially sharing her last season with her. Um, she's been such a great mentor and leader on our team. And I think we can take away just like her mindset and how she's just been authentically herself. And no matter what media or her teammates or coaches think of her, she's always believed in herself. So I think there's so many takeaways from playing with her the past two years. And, um, yeah, if not like learning from the GOAT, I don't know who else we would learn best learn from. So it's been awesome to play with her her last two years. Yeah, you got your team looks like you have such great camaraderie like on and off the field. It just like always looks like you guys are having fun and supporting each other. And we love that. Yeah, I think this is the first year I think I've really felt like our team has really felt like a team and a family. And um, I think that's what I missed the past like six years of being a pro is you get that in college because you are together for four years and you get to build and really learn from each other. And you guys are really bought into something like more than your team and you it's like a part of a big school and big universities and I think this is it was great to feel that like great camaraderie and you could see it on the field and other people could see it as well so it's it's, it was really nice did you I'm just curious did you do a lot of like non-soccer related activities together as a team or or when you hang out off the field like what what's it like yeah definitely um It's very unique because we live together. We hang out together off the field. We do things like we go to coffee, we go to the city, we go shopping together and we don't really have friends outside of our team. So I think um, it's really special that we still care so much about each other. We still love each other. We still like do everything together, regardless that we work together. We're competing for positions. We are like, I think it's just really special because we really care for each other as like humans. And I think that's like, what's got us so far. Yeah. I love that. I know in college, it was so like hard to branch out to other people on campus. Right guys. Like we would always want to just room with our teammates and stuff. And we were like, all right, we need to branch out and like find some more friends. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But, But the fact that you guys are so close, like that's so important. And that, that is just amazing to be a part of a team like that. So that's awesome. 
Um, so you're up for defender of the year, which is so incredible. And so we just want to know, do you have any tips for other defenders who want to elevate their game or take their game to the next level? Yeah. Um, I was never a defender until my first year in college. So, um, I think just growing up, I think it was great to be versatile and, um, play different positions and not only be a forward, not only be a defender. And I think, um, like I learned that growing up being part of the U S national team, youth team, like, um, I was being put as a winger and I played a forward and center mid for my club in high school. And I think that's really taught me to be versatile and like whatever position the team needs me to get me on the field, I'm willing to do. And I think just really like when you like learn from film and not only pay attention when you're talking about your position, but also like really learning the details that really will get you to the next level of every position, because you don't know when a coach will need you or sees you as a different player in a position. And you just have to be balled into whatever the team needs and whatever, whatever role you, you, you need. So I think just really um, learning from every other player. And just because you don't play that, like that position, I think just talking and seeing like, what do you see on the field? Like, how can I help you? And I think that makes you a better player in your own position, knowing what they're looking for, knowing what they, what makes their job easier. And I think, um, I think that's really helped me um, this past year of just like really getting to know other players position and um, learning what other players, what, what makes them tick and what makes them look good. So um, I think that camaraderie, like you said, has really helped um, on the field for me as well. Just getting those partnerships and getting to know people like on and off the field as well. Is that a really hard adjustment for you? I can't even imagine, first off, the intimidation of just going into co- to play collegiate soccer and then your first year as a freshman being in a position that is not the position that you feel the most comfortable in. Was that a hard adjustment to make? Because I couldn't even play the position that I had played my entire life, let alone. Yeah, I think it was crazy because um, I was recruited as a like forward winger. And the first day of preseason, we played LMV 11 and I was like marking Sid LaRue and Zakia Bywaters. And I was like, and after I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I just look so silly. And then my coach was like, hope you like that position. That's going to be your position. And I was like, oh. So like every day I was like studying film, like I was staying late trying to like work on my defending. So I think it was like, I think it was really good for me because it made me like really concentrate. And if I really wanted it, he, uh, he gave me the opportunity to like take it and run with it. So I think it was, it was good for me. In the future. Being the one of the top defenders in the professional soccer league, but that is, that's so funny. No heads up, nothing. It was just. No. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> by the way, we had, yeah. He's like, by the way, this is the plan the whole time. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> oh it doesn't surprise me that they always pull those last minute things. Like same thing with me. I was recruited as a center back and I played mm-hmm. center back freshman year. And then I ended up being a forward and an outside mid. Mm-hmm. Like it's honestly just good though. Like it's great advice to just have an open mind and stay versatile. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you're on the field and you're playing and you're helping your team, like that should excite you. Cause I know mm-hmm. so many players might feel like, you know, I'm not playing my position. This sucks. Mm-hmm. But like if you really open your mind, it's still, it's so fun to learn a new position and learn the mindset of it. And like you said, like, you just want to like be on the field and like, how can I help my teammates? Like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's what it is. Yes. So that, that's awesome. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about like your journey to playing, you know, college soccer and beyond? Like, how did you end up at UCLA? Yeah, um, 
I grew up in Hawaii, so it was very unique uh, with the whole recruiting process. Uh, when I tell girls, like when I was in high school, we barely had enough to play 11 v 11 every weekend. They're like, mine is like blown. Um, I think just growing up in Hawaii was very unique with uh, soccer. I played with a boys team all the way till I was 12 or 13 because there was never enough girls to play and make a team. And then I think once I was able to do ODP at 12, I was able to be seen with the youth national team. And I was very fortunate to play with the youth national team all the way to well, youth 23. And um, I think just the opportunity that my family has given me to pretty much be lived in, in California for the whole summer um, without them. I don't think I would be able to be playing against competitive teams, guest play with teams in California and be seen. So I think it's sacrifice from myself, but also my family as well. Um, I can't even think about the money and the time that my parents have sacrificed to get us to playing all these tournaments and living. We didn't have Airbnbs. So I'm thinking about like hotels, like just hotels a lot, like alone are so expensive for two months straight. And um, I'm so grateful. Like I had supportive uh, parents and family that really supported me through this journey. Um, Yeah. So I was seen probably from like ODP or youth national teams and I was reached out by a few colleges. And um, as soon as I stepped on UCLA's campus, it just felt like home to me. I fell in love with the campus. Um, I just knew that this was going to challenge me. The school is going to challenge me in the classroom and on the field. And um, my parents always taught me, um, told me like, I can choose any college I want to go to, but um, choose a college that is soccer were to get taken away for whatever reason of injury, or you just like fell out of love for the game, like you would be happy at the school. So um, I knew UCLA was a good fit for me. And um, I, I was like, as soon as I was like, I don't want to visit any other schools. Like, I don't want to go to the East coast. Like I'm going to commit like right away. So I think just as soon as I stepped on campus, it was like, I fell in love. That's great advice from your parents. I love that. Mm -hmm. What was your major in school? Like, what were you interested in? Yeah, um, I really wanted to do, since I like tore my ACL in high school, I really wanted to do like sports science or be a therapist, but you would think UCLA would have like a great like uh, variety of majors and I didn't realize it was like a research school. So there was only like certain like majors you could do and then um, have like a, like a, um, like a, like a, like minor in sports science. And I think that was really hard because you have to be available to be a sports trainer with a team. And I'm like, I'm a part of a team, so it's impossible. So I just um, majored in psychology and minored in education. They should have gave you credit for being on your team. You could have done I know. I was like, let me just tape your ankles. Like I'll I'll give you some treatment. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's really cool though. Um, did you find that it was difficult to balance your classes and playing at the same time? Or do you think being an athlete helped you with like time management? Was it an adjustment? Yeah, I think in season, I always did so much better, um, in school. Cause I knew that I had to manage my time. I had to like stick to my schedule and I'm like such a planner and Um, I only knew that I was going to be on the road from Thursday through Sunday. And I only had time to do like get my paper done in this time. And this little window, I had to do this. So I think it was, I was, did way better in season and off season, you know, how like spring season, you're like, oh, well, just long as I get my paper done, like other stuff, like a social event tonight, like just long as I show up to training tomorrow morning, like there's no rules. So 
I think that's when you get a little too lenient and you're like, oh, like, I wonder why I didn't do so well this quarter, but like I had fun, but I think that's all a part of like learning going through college. And, um, you learn like so much beyond just like your major, you learn like time management, sacrifice, like just importance of like different things. So I think that was like, really, that's really helped me. Yeah. I feel like sometimes the more pressure and jam-packed your schedule is, the more like you're on top of things and you like Mm -hmm. make time to study and keep up with your work. And then on top of that, like just being an athlete, I just feel like you can't play unless you have a certain GPA and your, your coach wants you to do the best you can in school Mm -hmm. to play. So it's really like being an athlete is really beneficial to being a good student. And that's, I totally agree with you. Cause in the spring, you're like, I have all this time. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do I do with all this time? You get lazy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so did you always want to play professionally? I think growing up, we didn't, well, we didn't really didn't have a league to look up to. Um, and then I started to like play and be part of the youth national teams. And then being from Hawaii, I saw like Natasha Kai and I'm like, wow, like she came from like a small Island and she was able to get to like the highest level. And I was like, okay, maybe it's a possibility. And I don't think until college, I never really thought about it or like actually being a potential until my sophomore year. And I'm like, Hey, maybe I can, like, maybe I am decent enough to play. And you know, like, let's, I think I want to do this. So I think, so I, took summer school and I made sure I was done, but my fourth year in college. So I graduated early and, um, but still, I was still like a little nervous. I didn't even go to the draft because I was scared. I wasn't going to get drafted. Um, I was part of such a like important class. I mean, you guys know, Sam, like Sarah, Abby, Morgan, Brian, like I was just part of a huge class and I would be so embarrassed if I went and I didn't. So I was like, I'll just stay home and watch the draft online and then we'll celebrate at home if anything. But, um, yeah, until like the day it happened and when I was drafted, I, it was still unreal and I still couldn't believe it. So, yeah. What does, did that teach you anything about like, like not like holding yourself back like that. Cause it sounds like you literally due to like a fear of like just embarrassment or failure, mm-hmm. from, you know, years of playing. Do, do you have anything like now that you look back in hindsight that you wish you had told yourself back then? Yeah, I think um, like there's always, I think as athletes and making like this far, you always have to be like your hardest critic. And um, I look back and I think I like know I'm good enough, but there's always that little doubt and a little, little hesitation because sometimes it's out of your control and it's beyond your performance. And, um, I think that's what like gave me a little like hesitation and just knowing who else I was going up against. And, um, it kind of gave me that little doubt. So definitely. How do you deal with that on like a daily basis, being a professional athlete, like mentally, how do you, you know, psych yourself up and find that confidence again when you feel like you've lost it. Cause I'm sure it happens randomly throughout mm-hmm. your career. Yeah, definitely. I think, especially this season, I think I've been more in tune with actually like my emotions and how mentally I am. And, um, that can also be draining and also be, be exhausting trying to keep up with your, um, yourself mentally. And I think, um, I find myself going in little waves, like up and down. And um, I find that confidence because I know I'm prepared and I know I've done everything to be at this level. And then 
you read something about yourself or you feel like your coach, like, didn't like, didn't like how you played a certain weekend. So you get in your head to like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to start. Or, um, I did this bad and he's going to like hold that against me or, and there's just so many other like outside distractions that take away from your preparation and knowing that you deserve to be on the team and play. And, um, I think everyone struggles no matter what level you are, um, with that mentally and your confidence. And, um, I think that's what make people, the best of the best is because they don't care about that outside distraction and they have to find that inner confidence, that confidence within themselves. And they don't care about the BS, you know, and they know what they can provide for the team. And, um, I think that's what I'm still working on is kind of taking the outside distraction and just knowing that what I can contribute to the team and that I'm good enough. So I think that's what I've been really trying to concentrate on this season. I feel like when we spoke to Carly Lloyd, she said the same thing. Like there's so many distractions nowadays, especially with social media. Like I can't imagine being a player reading stuff that people are saying about me. You know, like I, you guys definitely have that challenge, but it's really important to just kind of like tune it out and, or use it as fuel. It's like all about your perspective. And Mm -hmm. I mean, power to like, you play professionally because you mentally can handle it. And I think that's really, really Awesome. Um, so do you, in terms of goals, do you have any goals personally for you that you're, you know, going after and then also any team goals? Yeah, definitely. I think individually, um, coming back from my ACL last year, I kind of just really wanted to stay healthy and just really help my team any way possible and whatever role that may be. Um, and I think just individually just keep growing and wanting to get better as a player. Um, whatever, like just being like, just, I think just for me, just individually, just little details, um, as a defender, um, and then just being consistent with my play and, um, just being a, like must have like on a team or for a club. And, um, I think individually, um, I kind of stopped thinking about like the national team and stuff. And I think after this year of kind of having a decent year, I kind of started to think about that. And, um, it's just like, I think it's a great goal, but also like, I don't know if it's realistic because out of my control, but I think to my, like myself, I just want to be really consistent and be a staple play on the field. And once people start to perform consistently and playing well, it's kind of hard to miss. So I just want to concentrate on my club level and, um, just being consistent with that and, um, time will tell, and I just have to stay patient. And if my time does come, I just want to be prepared. So, um, I'm not only concentrating on the national team and I think club level is like good enough for me and I want to be the best for them. Um, team, I think just like this club, um, has really grown and, um, there's still so much to grow as a club and we want to kind of set the bar. And I think we're in the right direction, going in the right direction. And I think just trying to get, um, better players this off season and then just kind of creating a foundation with our new coach and, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be, make it further in the playoffs next season, but I think we're um, in like a good position right now as a club. That's great. I, the, I like the point that you made, like you, it's, a, it's great to set all these big goals, but just bringing it down to like, how can I be more consistent and making it smaller and more attainable? I just feel like, like you said, over time, it's hard to miss you. And before you know it, you're going to get all of that attention that you deserve because you 
took all that pressure off you, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, I think definitely. that's really great. What's an off season look like for you? Like, will you stay on the East coast? Will you go home? Who do you train with? Do you like to train alone? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say like my off season training has changed drastically ever since my first year to now. Um, I would say my training used to be like every day run like so hard and like until I like have to throw up. But like now I'm like, all right, I like do maybe running like three, you know, like gradually do more and more running gradually, maybe like non-impact biking, yoga, like Pilates, like just like mixing it up because my body is getting old and I can't take all the pounding. So, um, yeah. So like training wise, I've like learned to like taper and just peak at the right time. Um, but I'll go home right away for the holidays and then I'll train in Hawaii for a little bit. And then I usually, usually go to LA, UCLA to train in January to just get some team like training in, jump in with them. And then, yeah. And then preseason starts at the end of January. So it's so quick. Wow. It's yeah. kind of like not enough time, but it's okay. <laughs> but that's good that you're listening to your body and it doesn't mean you have to go hard hundred percent every day, like doing different mm-hmm. things like yoga and supplementing biking. And instead mm-hmm. it's something that even, I mean, you're not old, you're <laughs> not old but I think people who are younger should start realizing that because even at the high school level, you're going to cause yourself to get injured more if you go all out every day without like replenishing yourself. So I think that's so smart. I want to train in Hawaii. That sounds great. Yeah, we should do something. (laughs) Let me know. I got enough kid. My dad has a soccer club. So I'm like, come on over. (laughs) Cool. Um, And what are your hopes for for the league as itself in, in furthering, helping, protecting the players and making sure that the league continues to see success and grow? Like, is there anything that you're hoping in the next year or over your time playing that you'll see change? Yeah, I think a lot of people that are still playing obviously aren't doing it for the money. And we are playing because we want to sustain this league and fight for what is expected and needed um, from investors and owners and um, even from season ticket holders and supporters. Um, I think that I would love to see people like realize that women's sports are like such a good investment. And I think we hear like, oh yeah, we like, we want to invest, invest, but like until it's seen on paper or, I mean, you can talk all you want, but until we get paid for what we deserve and we get the fans that we deserve. um, And it's not only for us, but it's for the future. And that's why we're doing all of this because we definitely won't see what we deserve, but hopefully down the line, like the kids that are playing now in high school or club soccer will benefit from all of all of these phone calls and late zoom calls from the league and CBA and negotiation. So I think that, that I would love to see, um, put like words put to action and hopefully, um, it'll benefit the kids future in the future. That really is a testament to all the players too, knowing that you probably won't see the change that needs to happen occur in your career but in order to eventually happen it involves you guys you know sticking it out and absolutely not being paid what you deserve and maybe there will be some change over time but it really is very admirable that you know you you have to be realistic about it probably won't happen within your own career and it is for the betterment of the game and for all the generations that will be after you guys so I really have so much respect for for all the players and all the work that you guys have been doing thank you (laughs) 
And I do hope there's changes while you're playing too. Hopefully we see things faster than, than we think. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And what, do you, what can we do as, as supporters of, of the league and of you all? What can our listeners do to, to help as well? Yeah, I think that's what, like, we all struggled. I mean, as players, um, we think that there's like only, we can only do so much. And I think just sharing, um, just like spreading like awareness about there is a league that there is a professional woman's soccer team, like right in your backyard. Um, there's ways to support teams without being season ticket holders. Um, just spreading the word. I mean, if there's friends or family that are visit, you know, like in certain areas, go to games, like, just like support players. I mean, there's so many players that have side businesses that just support them. And there's so many like things, but I think if you're in a city with a team, I think just buying season tickets, um, going to games and showing up for them. And um, yeah, I mean, we will try to spread and keep fighting, but I think at the end of the day, it's between a lot between the league and us. And um, hopefully we can keep growing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I was speaking to someone the other day about like the NWSL and I mentioned a couple of the team names and the guy was like, is that like a team? And I, and mm-hmm. I got upset and I was like, you don't, you've never heard of these women, like professional soccer teams. And he was mm-hmm. like, I've never heard of them in my life. And I, and I, instead of like getting upset and mad, I was just like telling him about it. And then he was like, Oh, okay. Like maybe I'll watch some games. Like Mm -hmm. it's crazy just by talking about it, word of mouth to people that, you know, like even how powerful that can be to -hmm. help spreading the women's game. It's, it's wild. I got so upset at first. (laughs) I know that's what happens usually in the airport. So like, are you guys like a travel like team, like competitive and like something like that? Or like, are there like dancers volleyball? And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, I know it's crazy, but until this year, I was very shocked. There was a couple of people we met like in the city or at the airport and they're like, Oh my gosh, big Gotham fans. And that was really cool. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, seven years later, like yeah. someone knows like what the NW cell is or someone knows who we are. So it's not like we need, um, self like, Oh my gosh, you're like famous or a professional athlete. It's just like bringing awareness to our, like to others about our league and, um, that there are professional like soccer in America besides the national team. So <laughs> it's great that you guys are finally seeing that. I mean, I've loved seeing, like, I'll see a guy in a Gotham Jersey, like mm-hmm. in the airport or whatever. And it's so cool mm-hmm. to see that people are representing and like, mm-hmm. I, it's, I don't know. It's a nice thing to see finally. But, yes. Very nice. <laughs> um, should we wrap up guys with some first and favorites, some rapid fire? So oh, okay. you can take your time. It's not, okay. uh, <laughs> cut it. So it's faster. Okay. Um, what was your first job? Oh, uh, I did like babysit for in college for this like family in Beverly Hills. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> you what was your first soccer team name? Um, it was the go-go gadgets. <laughs> that's the best. An ASO team, my ASO yeah. team. That's the best that. one I've heard. Oh, oh really? That's a good one. That, I feel like all of them are like the basics. Like I've never oh, like the Go-Go unicorns gadgets. or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we were the go-go gadgets. <laughs> um first college goal or a memorable moment on the field. Oh, or as a defender. I don't, I don't re- remember a goal, but 
Well, best memory, I guess, of soccer at UCLA was just winning a national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd imagine that would be very memorable for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what it's like to have a championship <laughs> under our belt. No. <laughs> what about um, first thing you do after a game? Mm, um, I usually call like my family. Uh, what is the first professional sports game you ever went to? Oh, wow. I think I, I like Galaxy game with my family. Cool. All right. What's your favorite pregame song? We've been playing I Want to Know like all the time with my roommates in the car. What's your favorite cheat meal or just a meal that you like to indulge in? Ice cream. What flavor? Oh, um, we have this creamery right down the street from our house. It's so good. It's um, peanut butter cookie dough. It's so good. That's like my ultimate favorite combo. It's so good. I'm obsessed with peanut butter and like cookie dough is like added in there is like amazing. (laughs) But wait, I have a serious question. Every bite that you take, is there a cookie dough? Yes. Yes. I make sure like I like distribute, like make sure. (laughs) Do you guys, you guys have a carton of cookie dough. Do you like rip it, take it at the cookie dough and then give it to the person you're sharing with? (laughs) (laughs) Like take it all out. (laughs) I'll like, scoop through it like I'll be like digging through yes and you like pull it over to the side yeah. and then like keep yeah. looking for it and then when I'm done I'll like push it down so it looks like a <laughs> yes same it's such an evil thing to do it really like, is. It's a good I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that <laughs> who is your favorite teammate to train oh wow um well I gotta say Carly now because she's gone <laughs> favorite team to watch favorite player that you man city city and do you have a favorite hobby behind besides soccer um i don't know if it's a hobby but i love like good coffee so i love trying to find like new coffee shops or i'm like i love like i'm a foodie so i like to find like good restaurants to try so are we (laughs) that's great we have a full itinerary of restaurants we need to go try. <laughs> Same. I always have notes in like all these restaurants that I want to try or like saved and like I'm crazy. <laughs> it's also great that you live near the city because they yeah. have so many options. So many. It's like <laughs> overwhelming though. Yeah. But I always like tend to go to the same restaurants because I like know what I like at there. And so I'm like, let's just go back there. And then like, I don't t- go to any other places. So I'm like, oh. It's like hard. When we, when we lived in New York City, Shannon and I, and we were both in the Lower East Side, and like oh, Shannon so sent me all these new places to go to, and I would just keep going to the same, to the same one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. It was great to learn more about you, and we're so excited to watch you continue to crush it. And hopefully, we get to see you at another home game soon. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks for having me, guys. Great. Bye. Bye. Thank you.